Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding, Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola... You have a guest list manager, wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm-hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Hi guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. What's your good His nuts are right on my ankles. He doesn't have any nuts. Oh my. What's on your ankles? <laughs> What's touching my ankle? Like he's not had nuts since he was like six. I got him without. I got him nutless. <laughs> when, I, when I adopted this boy, he was nutless. Nutless boy ever since. I said, like, give me the nutless one. And they're like, say less. Oh, look at you. What's, What's up, up, everyone? Hello. We're back. We're back from tropical Florida. We're back and our ass got bigger. <laughs> Pretty face and a something, something. Real nice figure. Sure. Florida. Wow. We fucking love you. Florida came. They came. Florida they came. Showed. They conquered. They came My with us. My dad came in Florida. That's just true. He said it at the show. <laughs> Remember that he joke. did. He did, and everybody was like, "What?" And I was like, "That is my father. How dare you?" Everyone relax. We did come to the Orlando show, and it was really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, honestly, on accident, we just both happened to be in Florida at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "You can come to the show if you want." He's like, "Yeah, all right. I think I'll do that." Orlando and Tampa, you guys were wonderful it and was like incredible. To know that those were our least selling shows, and that was the energy. I'm shook. Damn. Damn. Shook. They brought it. Yep. Everybody else who's coming to the shows, I hope you match that Florida energy in Columbus, honestly. We got good energy from all three yeah, shows. Yeah, we did. An incredible, I'll- incredible start. Something that like Google's probably flagged us for is um, <laughs> there were signs in Florida we were made aware of that says, don't molest the gators. What the hell are you doing, <laughs> Floridians? <laughs> but I guess there's also signs that are like, don't molest bears in other places. But And molest 
just means like to bother fuck around with them yeah don't fuck around with these animals. I was like, just say that then. All right, fine, Mosby. <laughs> Don't say molest. That makes me feel weird. Yeah. So. Makes me feel certain things. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of incredible local cuisine, red lobster. <laughs> IHOP. I was like, this is my favorite local spot. IHOP. <laughs> but truly, when we went to Tampa, okay, number one, there's fucking roosters <laughs> Yes. What the fuck? We stayed in this place. It was like a district. Was it? I want to say Yabo, but I know that's Ybor. not what it is. <laughs> Y-B-O-R. Yes. I, I kept saying Ybor. I don't know if that's correct. It's Ybor. <laughs> it's Ybor. But yeah. Dude. There were there fucking were, roosters just walking the streets like, like they own the place. Brick roads and then just fucking we kept calling them chickens and every uber driver we had was like they're roosters don't <laughs> let them hear you call them a chicken <laughs> or they will fucking come for you i guess they fight they fight with each other and maybe people Listen. i don't know i was confused by i could tell how much they were telling us was bullshit <laughs> if they were fucking with us or how much no i agree legit. well the second that we drove into the city and we saw the first roosters i was like is that a fucking chicken and they were like, the road. 100%. I go, am I, am I being fucked with right now that that chicken's crossing the road? Uh huh. Why is he doing that? And they also do it right in front of cars. They don't give a shit. They're like, because guess what? If you hit them, huge fine. Huge fine. Huge fines. So they just do as they please. And they're like, you will stop for me, buddy. Do you think that the fine goes to the rooster? <laughs> <laughs> like, where does the fine go? Who gets that fine? <laughs> yeah, this is the government's roosters. I don't know. What a plot. I don't know who the, the roosters belong to. What a plot by the government. Like, the local government is like, I'm just going to let loose all of these fucking <laughs> roosters, and if you hit one, you have to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> and they will be in front of your cars all the time. That's the one was like, genius. started to lay down, and I'm like, what? It's laying down in the road of <laughs> her car. What's happening? Yeah, we could just hear them the whole time. Just randomly going. <laughs> there they are. There was one. We walked by. Jerry's like, rooster in the bush. It's in the bush. And it one was in like, the bush, two in the stink. <laughs> it was like a bush that was up on a pedestal. So it was in my face. I turned around, rooster right there. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, anyway. so Florida was fucking cool. Yeah, someone was like, hey, would you ever want to have animals up on your land? And I was like, I just took a picture of this rooster right now. What are the odds? <laughs> so, of course I would. <laughs> maybe less roosters. More chickens. Roosters are loud. And yeah, they wake no. you up at the asshole of dawn. Asshole. <laughs> Not <laughs> the ass crack. No, They're the at the ass- hole. <laughs> <laughs> They're there before anything. You know, I would want chickens. Yeah. I would prefer chickens. You have to get one rooster, though, maybe, right? To fl- fertilize an egg or two? Why do I want the eggs fertilized? I just want to eat the eggs. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I don't like my eggs fertilized. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure how you like your eggs. <laughs> Not right now, I don't. Not, Not fertilized. Right Not fertilized. Um, so then what else do we have? Do we have more to tell them? I don't think so. Well, the only other thing, and we talked about this at the Tampa show, was the place in Tampa that we went to that we dreamed about. And I'm still <gasps> thinking about. We had, wait, did we dreamed about like scary dreams? No, I was going to say the food. The food the, place was fucking yeah, the it was best this, food I've ever had. It was like pizza, pasta, and more bar. It was and called O-A-U, so O something. I thought it was like Duamichi's. You might be right. Dua Lipa. <laughs> I have it still on my DoorDash because we did DoorDash. We got it in early in the day and then we DoorDashed it later at night because it was so fucking good. Do, you're right. Do Amici. D 
D-U-E-A-M-I-C-I. Yeah, Duamichi. So it's like New Yorkers in Florida, mm-hmm. but Italian. Italian New Yorkers. And, and they food. were yelling at me. They were so fucking scary. They were so also scary. so welcoming. They was jarring. Yeah, they they were walking around with free samples, and the free samples were just like a meal. Actually, like I could have just got eaten that and been fine. <sighs> so good. They gave us a sandwich. So fucking good. Free cannolis. Yeah, she walked over to our table and she's like, "You fucking eat this cannoli. <laughs> you fucking how about fucking take this?" <laughs> yeah. She asked us if we were from Brooklyn, which I don't know. I don't know how the fuck she thought we gave Brooklyn energy, but we were like, we're from Ohio. And she goes, if fucking Ohio <laughs> and then walked away, but Ew. she was also one of the nicest people I've ever met. I know it was so confusing. I loved it. Yeah. I love, um, when, I love when a woman's mean to me. <laughs> dude, it was great. And so then later at night when we door dashed it, I got the chicken parm. Mm. Best chicken parm I've ever had in my life. So good. I, I had oh, the ravioli God. and it was also good. Ugh. I was a little disappointed that I didn't get to order the sandwich, but it wasn't on the DoorDash it menu. It wasn't, and that was the sandwich. I ordered a full one. I couldn't even eat the full one. It was mm-hmm. the one that they gave us a sample of, which I was like, I will get that full one. It's Makes to me a die full for. So good. And then it was too big. Um, what else was I going to say about that place? Don't, I don't know. doesn't matter, probably. I was going to bring good. up <gasps> the dreams. That oh, we I, Well, we can talk about the dreams, but I was also... Well, we can talk about the dreams because during the show, Sierra said this was my nightmare and it was something to do with like the animal situation that we can't tell you about yet. But this is something I want to say to anyone who's coming to the shows in the future. You are probably going to be bringing someone who maybe hasn't listened to us before. You're probably going to drink a a good a healthy amount okay Drink responsibly we do say that yes. get a ride yes um please don't yell stuff at us and please don't run up to the stage yeah yeah <laughs> like there's been a couple times that it's happened and we just didn't think anything of it but now that we know that there's going to be more shows mm-hmm. there was someone who yelled something out that was like kind of mean absolutely rude yeah and I understand that we're self-deprecating sometimes, but like it's okay when we do it to ourselves. When you, who doesn't listen often, then yells, do it. You look like shit. Yeah, at us. Yeah. Hey, I know, but okay. like you don't have to say it at <laughs> me that loud. So Sierra said something during the show that was like, "That is my nightmare." And I go, "That guy just yelling right now. That was my nightmare. <laughs> it was." And honestly, that kind of quieted everything down. But. Yeah, that anyway. was kind of yeah, that was a horrific a little bit moment. Yeah, so if you're bringing, I thought I heard it, but I was like, I'm gonna pretend like that didn't. Yeah, no, happen. I did, and I was like, uh, inside of me was boiling. Ugh. Um, but yeah, if you're gonna bring someone, um, just tell them, don't don't yell things at us, okay? <laughs> We're not stand up comedians. Improv isn't our best. We're not really great with crowd work, and also just why? Yeah, <laughs> please. We're this is to- this is a show, and a lot of stuff is. Um, premeditated. Like we gotta, we have a format. Yeah, just follow us. Yeah, let know? us take you on the adventure that we want to take you on. Yeah. So now, speaking of nightmares, we're gonna talk about the fact that in the Ubor district, <laughs> I kissed this mic when I just said that. Um, <laughs> love you so much. There were, it was definitely old timey. Mm. Um, the the streets were like bricks and cobblestones mm-hmm. and such very cool but at the same time the hotel there was a vibe okay 
And Jerry and I went to sleep that night and we both had fucking nightmares. I had a multiple in a row that woke me up and made it to the point where I was like, I don't think I can go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. And the very first one I had, didn't tell Jerry about it at the time. She ended up having one very similar. Yeah. So scary. But I had a dream that we were in the hotel room. I woke up in my dream. I was laying beside Corey because he came with us to the Florida shows. Um, and I went to the bathroom and I was in the bathroom, I think taking a bath or doing something because that's yeah. what I wanted to do because I, I knew I was like shaken up yep. by the Previous dream that dream. I was woken up from before. So in this dream, I'd woken up to go take a bath to try to settle myself. And as I'm in the bathroom afterwards, like in a towel and stuff, it's dark in the bathroom all of a sudden. And I hear Corey outside the door yelling for me. And so I go to open the door and then I hear him like either behind the curtain or underneath something go, don't open the door. That's not me. No. <laughs> no. She's telling me this in the hotel room. I have tears in my eyes because I woke up in my dream and I looked over and Corey and Sierra were like talking about how they had felt like a spirit. Corey was looking up that it was haunted. Sierra said she felt something bite her leg. <gasps> then at that moment, I felt something sit on my bed. And then I heard something, someone banging on the door and they were like crying and wanting to come in. And we were all like, don't open that door. Don't open that door. So, so it was just so fucking weird that at the same time we told each other our dreams and both of them had to do with like, don't open the door to the thing that's trying to get you to open it yeah. up. <gasps> Anyways. Right when we were leaving at that point, thank God. But yeah, right when that happened, fucking housekeeping. (laughs) They knocked and then opened it, tried to open it. I was like, no, 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 no. Because when they knocked, I was like, I'm not opening that. Then she started to open the door as I was running up to the door. And she goes, ah, (laughs) so scared by me. I was like, no housekeeping. Thank you. We are checking out in like 20 minutes. And also we were just telling ghost stories. Please go away. I'm so Wait, fucking scared. We're doing our morning ghost story thing. So if you could just fucking kick rocks, please. Thank you. Yeah. She was really nice. Um, we were nicer to her than that, but I was fucking terrified. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. Here's what we have for you. Now that we're on the road. Oh, if you haven't, our next leg of tours is next week and we are going to be in North Carolina. <laughs> Come on and raise up. Charlotte. Raleigh, and then we tack on a Nashville show March seventh. Yes. Yep. So, if you want any of those, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, any of those areas uh, appeal to you, and you can make it, please come to our shows. They're going to be our next ones. And again, bring the energy, not the yelling, but bring <laughs> the energy. <laughs> yeah, okay. we love you that so kind. much. Now, what we have for you today is back, uh, like I would say, a month ago, maybe. Yeah. We told Patreon that we were going to do a Q&A or a Hey Ladies, and we ended up, some stuff happened that day that made it, almost can you a, ima- by the no. way, these were the, the questions that I'm about to read to you that I get, it's that crazy. you would have had to answer that I, day. I remember what day that was now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no. So I told Jerry, I was like, hey, I think we should just do Q&A, and I think we should do a funny Q&A, because we were both not in the headspace to answer the questions any of the ones that I read, not all of them will be heard today, but yeah. um, that was the day I was laying on the ground and crying, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, sure was. not the day. Nope. So 
we're we've healed i think that we're good yeah we can do some hey ladies we haven't done this in a minute so this is from our patreon if you want to go to patreon.com slash ladies and tangents and become a patron these are just some of the perks that you get um (laughs) to be included in and so i'm going to read you some of their advice you are so hyper Am I? Like, no, in a good way. Like, you are Thanks, awake. I'm, really he- I'm, he- I'm here for it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was going to say, will you? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't okay. mean to make you think about it. That's all right. I'm just like, I could nap right now. And you feel like you could run I'm a marathon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what I was going to say is, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Hey, ladies. Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. I am obsessed with clothes. Oh, yeah. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for my closet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's why I'm so excited to be sharing Newly with our audience because Newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in but are like going to make your bank cry. Mm -hmm. Now you can rent them. For a period of time and then you just ship them back for just 98 dollars a month you get your choice of any six styles each month access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing that's another beautiful thing mm-hmm. because a lot of places may not have options yeah for everyone and this has so much diversity not only in the brands that they offer but also they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like. Or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it and you're like, I, I don't think that's for me. But there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code tangents 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code tangents 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or afford them? Try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Honestly, a lot of times you make that appointment at your appointment you already have. I don't know when I'm going to schedule my breakdown. I don't know when I'm going to need to talk to somebody. And with Talkspace, it's so nice because you can send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. Talkspace therapists can help with any specific challenges that you might be facing. And it's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, so much more. Plus, therapy can help you find the tools to cope in difficult times and just be a guiding light. So like maybe you're not going through something really intense, but you just have like, I don't know, a work issue or... Or something going on with a friend of yours that you just need an outsider's perspective. And Talkspace is amazing for that. They also are in network with most major insurers. So check in on that. Yeah, absolutely. If you got it. Plus, as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80 to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. 
That's Talkspace.com slash Tangents, promo code SPACE80. Ladies and Tangents is sponsored by Claritin. Luckily for those that live with symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I will tell you, it's so funny because in my household, Corey recently was like, I think I'm getting a cold. I'm getting a cold. I'm getting another cold. I'm like, hey, babe, I think you have allergies. I think maybe you just need to pop one of these pills. And guess what? All of his symptoms went away. I'm like, "Mm, I don't think it's a virus. I think it's just weeds. (laughs) And I also know that whenever I go to Sierra's house, my allergies kick into place because of a certain pet. (laughs) So true. And thankfully, I'm able to enjoy all my time there. Now, just after I take a little Claritin D, clears me right up. All my (laughs) symptoms are just like, what cat? (laughs) Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Get non-drowsy relief for allergy symptoms with Claritin D. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful release is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This is what I want to tell you is that we are not fucking, this is going to be like a Dear Abby situation if you're new to this channel. Yes. This, This podcast. This is us giving you advice to the best of our abilities based on our own experiences. So if you feel a type of way about anything we say, I'm not claiming to be an expert. I'm not claiming to even be good at giving advice. You <laughs> asked for this. This is very much solicited. Yeah. However, you asked for it. I, we just hope that you're aware that we share one brain cell. And as you can tell, I don't have it today. <laughs> so this is kind of just because I know that certain people... Um, can relate to some of the things that we've gone through. And maybe that's why. Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt. Don't base your life around it. Yep. All right. Here we go. Um, This is a good one, I think, to start off with. It's titled All Mommy All the Time. Oof. I know. Here we go. Hello, beautiful ladies. My name is Joe, she, her, and you can feel free to use my name. I just first want to say that I love you both so much and cannot begin to explain what an impact you have had on my life. I found you at the beginning of 2021 when my life was in a very chaotic spot and you have never ceased to amaze me in your ability to make me laugh and feel less alone when the world feels too big for me to grasp. I am a mom to a beautiful nearly one-year-old little boy and a stepmom, or bonus mom as he calls it, to an everly chaotic but incredible six-year-old boy. So almost one, Mm -hmm. six. For the last year, I feel like I suddenly have no idea who I am. I suppose it's been a slow decline for the past few years into this, but I've noticed it so much more since my youngest was born. I need to preface this with saying that I absolutely love being a mom and it truly is the best thing that's ever happened to me and all I ever wanted in my life. But every day seems to feel like I wake up, get everything ready, get everyone ready, put on my best mom slash wife cape, go to work, come home, and then the cycle just starts over again. All this while worrying that everything I'm doing is wrong or not enough. Fearing that I will derail the whole cycle and cause my kids the same kind of trauma I got from my childhood. Mm. 
So I guess I'm just wondering if you have any advice on how to feel like a person again and not just a mom and ways to not want to absolutely hate yourself because you get so overwhelmed living in the same routine. Mm. I sincerely apologize for the long story. I had not planned on saying all of that, but it just kind of fell out of my brain. Guess that's just my ADHD for you. Thank you, ladies, for everything you do. And I hope I get to hear this on the episode. Thank you, Joe. 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 Joe, 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 have we both been you at some point? Oh, 100%. I could picture, uh, there was a point where I'm like, I could have written this Mm -hmm. and I can picture myself Mm -hmm. in my life, like what time period that was. Um, And that was a time period pre-therapy. Yep. Um, and again, we've said this every single time we bring up therapy. It's not necessarily easily accessible or affordable to everyone. However, one thing that helped me regain and then maintain my humanness, my personhood outside of the labels that I wore as a mom and a uh, professional and a wife, um, was going and doing something that solely focused on me. Yes. Yeah. And therapy was that for me. And it took a very long time. And a lot of the stuff I talked about was, I feel like I'm failing everybody all the time. I think that's such a normal thing to feel, Mm -hmm. especially in early motherhood, because there's so many decisions you make and all of them, somebody is telling you like, this could fuck up your kid forever. Right. If you make the wrong one. Well, and I know for me that whenever... Like there was some stuff that was brought up with Ollie, but it, I didn't really start having a lot of struggles until Forrest, mm-hmm. where I could see Ollie is very, very young. Yes. And I'm almost watching me force him to grow up faster than he actually should because right. there's a baby here. It's yep. like, I need you to figure this out because I have to take care of this baby. Yes. But I didn't want to rob him of his babiness right. before it was appropriate. And I know from being an older sibling to a, a sibling who came very quickly after myself, yep. it, it brought up all of the feelings that I didn't know I was carrying in myself. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was helpful to go and talk, to, talk through all of that with someone and have someone tell me for the first time that it's important that your kids see you work. It's important that your kids see you take self-care. It's important that your kids... See you have an identity outside of being a mom. Yes, because they need to too. Yes. And the majority of the stuff that you teach your children in the early stages is subconscious. They are just absorbing stuff around them. They're watching you. It. It's secondhand. Yeah. And it's all, you're building a foundation. You're helping to create the lens that they're going to view the world through. Mm -hmm. And if they grow up understanding it's okay to say no, it's okay to take rest, it's okay to prioritize work, it's okay to take time for yourself, then they will do it too. Yes, exactly. So. Exactly that. Not to mention, don't beat yourself up too much because I think that people forget that like the first year after you have a baby is still very much all hormones are going. Um, Your body is still settling into a new normal. Your life is settling in. I can say as somebody who has very recently gone through it, Sawyer is two now, and it finally feels like my life is getting back to normal. I think somewhere I read that the first two years are considered postpartum. Truly. Mm -hmm. I remember the month after, which again, it was crazy, that second year of her life, we were like planning a wedding and moving. And so that yeah. was crazy. 
Um, but I remember like feeling almost immediately. It was like the week after her second birthday being like, oh, my God, I think I'm getting my life back. And she became more independent. She could tell me what she wants. Mm -hmm. Um, She's not so needy of babies are so. I mean, you have to do everything for them. They literally are so dependent on you that you your life becomes I'm taking care of you. And that's kind of it. And so when I started to feel like, oh, my God, I can take care of myself, too. Mm -hmm. I can have a little bit of me time like that was I had dealt with that with Noah, but I forgot because it had been so long that like, oh, yeah, it takes about two years. So if you still feel in the next year like you're not getting that back, just know it there is there is on the horizon. It's right there. It's freaking right there. Um, It sucks, but it's not forever. That's what I've been telling Jerry so much recently. This sucks, but it's not forever. Mm-hmm. You will get through whatever you're going through. It is just a season of life. This season is tough. In this season, you kind of belong to another person a little bit more yeah. than yourself. But you will get yourself back and you'll get into a routine where um, it's kind of not so chaotic. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Toddlers and babies are very unpredictable. Yes. <laughs> like Sawyer and just needy. started sleeping in a routine yeah literally like a month ago if anybody knows anything about that baby she does not sleep well for shit Mm -hmm. and she finally is on one where i'm like are we on a schedule maybe and that took two fucking years to get there so it's coming but thank you it's coming oh no (laughs) it is coming all right so here's the next one What's up, my wonderful ladies? Hello. My name is Desiree. She, her. Yes, you can use my name on the pod. Desiree. Desiree. Not only am I a fuckable bunny and have been listening to the pod since COVID. Oh my God, how exciting is this? But I have meet and greet tickets to your live show in Charlotte. Yay! That's tonight. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. We get we'll to meet see you, you tonight. tonight. Ah. I have no fucking clue what I'll say to you when I see you. Probably something dumb like, oh, my God, you're shorter than I imagined. Honestly, what did you imagine? Yeah. No. I feel like it's jarring when you meet it. Well, me specifically. I'm pretty. I think we've talked about how tall we are, though. It's different when you. I have heard that, like, let's say who was someone that met Lil John. I know he's not a tall man. He's like five, five or something like that. Five, six, maybe. Shut up. Lil John is small. I could look him right in the eyes. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I'm, I don't want to talk shit on him. And then <laughs> not yeah. that it's talking shit. We love a short king. We love a short king. I'll never. Tears married to a short king. I really am. Five, six. Okay. Lil John is five, six. I met him in person and we were like eye to eye. And it was, even though I knew that going in that he wasn't. <laughs> Sorry. You just meeting Lil John is funny to me. I, I forgot. <laughs> you met him in Vegas, didn't you? I really did. Yeah. yeah that's funny. That's a true story. He touched my butt. <laughs> <laughs> It was awesome. <laughs> so was like, I'm sorry, are these apple bottom jeans? And I was like, minus the apple bottom. Yes. <laughs> yes, just, sir. Jeans, Mr. John. <laughs> sir but John. Yeah, I knew that he was smaller, but it was still just like, oh, man. Anyways, but I do love wasn't a short king. Wasn't expecting that. I wasn't. Anyways, my question for you is how do you trust your intuition? Oh. Backstory oh. on this. I know this mm-hmm. is a good one, right? Mm-hmm. I recently quit my job. Yay. Congratulations. This is yet another huge life change for me. Six months ago in the span of three weeks. Span of six months. <laughs> me and Corey just watched Hamilton. <laughs> my relationship of five years ended. 
I moved back home and I got let go of my let go of from my job. Oh, not um, congratulations. Y- well, sorry. Following that, I started a new job. Congratulations. Got a puppy. Congratulations. Cool. In parentheses. Why? <laughs> and I've been going to therapy once a week to work through this insane transitional period of good, my good. life. Although you don't know this, you have both been a huge part of my healing. Oh, thank you. You've distracted me on bad days, supported me on tough days, and brought me joy on all the other days. Back to the backstory. I've been learning to trust myself and build my confidence. It requires a lot of getting in touch with my own intuition. So when I played around with the idea of quitting my most recent job, I just knew it. I knew it immediately. I knew it in my gut and my body that it was time to move on. So instead of waiting a month or so to do it, I don't do anything rash. I put in my two weeks notice that day. But then doubt crept in and I'm flooded with worry. What if I'm wrong? What if I jump the gun? What if every work environment is going to be like this and I'm just being too sensitive? Even after all the hard work I've put in, I still can't fully trust my intuition. I feel as a woman, it's especially difficult because I'm so afraid of being judged for my gut decisions. How do you fully trust yourselves if you do it all? P.S. Sierra, as someone who hates reading out loud to people, oh, I wasn't. <laughs> you do an amazing job. <laughs> thank you. Just in case no one told you that. Aww. Honestly, thank you. P.S. Jerry, I think we're the same person sometimes. I relate to you so much. Mm. P.S. Attached are two photos of my puppy Max, who is crazy, <laughs> but has also helped me heal. Oh, fuck. I love you, Max. Max is so cute. Always a hot Max dog. A hot dog. <laughs> That's adorable. Amazing. Thank you, Desiree. Wow. What a question. Well, I'll tell you what, my most recent experience with my intuition um, happened about a month ago, mm-hmm. and it was like, it woke me up from a dead sleep in the middle of it the really night. It really did. And it was so loud in my head, it was like, you have to do this thing right now. Mm-hmm. It, like, right now, you have to do this thing. And it's, I think because in our adolescence, and then if we encounter toxic people in our young adult and adulthood all of those people are telling us that we're wrong not to trust ourselves that our feelings are wrong they we don't know enough teach us to question ourselves yes and so even if it's just like um something little Mm -hmm. like throw away that thing that you've been holding on to forever just do it yeah i don't like to play the what if game because the what if game is designed to make you stay in the same place mm-hmm. and you were never meant to stay in the same place. I believe that. You could also do the what if you're happier? Yeah. What if it does work out? Yeah. What if this is going to bring you joy in a way that you weren't expecting? Exactly. And you would miss out on that if you don't give yourself an opportunity. Because what I know is regardless, you'll get it figured out. You will. It'll figure itself out. It will. Eventually. Yeah. I remember thinking about that when I was a kid, looking around being like, how do people buy fucking houses? How does this work? How do people have cars? That's expensive. I had no idea about loans. I did not know what that was. (laughs) But when I started to like become an adult, I was just like, I think people just do shit and hope for the best. Kind of. I think they just make decisions and they're like, fucking uh, charge it to the game. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I've been rolling. And if you're telling yourself, if, if you do, I do trust my gut so much. And if your gut is telling you enough that something is not the right fit for you to the point of you being like, okay, I can't, 
ignore this anymore. There's probably a reason, a deeper reason that maybe you're not able to see it. Uh And like, I would trust that. Yeah. Because sometimes your body holds the score and it knows better than you do that um, maybe you can try to gaslight yourself and talk your way out of, no, it's not that bad. But like, if there's something in you. Well, it's not that good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And there's got to be better. Mm-hmm. I feel like there has to be. God, in this okay, hey, in this, in this economy, age, <laughs> it is kind of there's there are jobs available. Yeah, kind of all over the place. So I yeah. feel like, so from what I've heard, nobody wants to work these days. That's what <laughs> everybody keeps saying. No, but truly, I think that like, if you felt enough to put in your two weeks notice, that's all you need to. You know. also know yourself well enough to know what you will and will not put up with. Um, I think you were saying it was a job that you started kind of relatively recently. If they're treating you a certain way that early, just know that that's what they're trying to get. You know what I mean? I've worked in a they're lot of places. They're trying to condition you to put up with shit. Yeah. It's like, what can I get away with? Let me see. It's very similar to my toddler. Okay. Where she kind of will push things and then look up at me like, what? Am I cool if I do this? And then if I don't correct her. She'll do it again, but more so. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like they're kind of just like testing your boundaries a little bit. And I don't think standing up for yourself um, ever is kind of a bad thing. Because who else will if right. you don't? Hell yeah. That part. Yeah. All right. Moving along. Thank you for the question. Very good. Love that dog. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, sending this one all the way from New Zealand. You better New do that Zealand. accent. <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> me and Corey were just watching a show in New Zealand and he's like, this is Australia. And I'm like, they just said it was New Zealand. He's yeah. like, but I heard a gnar. <laughs> so yeah, their like, accents. They a, do that. They do there's that. a little bit of an overlap. Um, recently got onto Patreon because I was running out of your podcast as I pretty much listened to them all. 10 out of 10 makes me feel like I'm truly in the girl gang now. Oh yeah. Anyways, my question today and every other day beyond is how can I be okay with being by myself? About four months ago, I ended my long-term relationship because things just weren't working out and the spark had gone. Straight after it, I end- straight after it ended, I started seeing another person and then another, and it's starting to feel like a heartbreak carousel that I just can't get off. I know the only way to break the cycle is just to stop seeing people, but I just can't sit with the feeling of not having anyone and I'm constantly going back to my ex, which if I wrote an am I the asshole about, I would 100% be the asshole in that situation. I'm just so sick of getting heartbroken and messing people around. Any tips or advice on how to get through the empty feeling of not crushing or talking to anyone? Not crushing on, I'm assuming, or talking to anyone. I don't know how much longer I can go since my happiness is almost entirely based on my partners. Anyways, love you guys. You truly make me feel seen and give me hope that maybe I won't be a shitty person in the future. Okay, I have something. Say quick. it then. Tell As the someone who can 100% fucking relate to this, um, here's a little story about me. This is the backstory, and I feel like you'll see where this is going in a minute. I hate lying. I fucking said that in one of our earliest episodes. I was not a flyer. Flying was absolutely horrific to me. I would get almost physically sick. Everything about it is stuff that I don't like. I don't enjoy feeling claustrophobic. I feel that on planes. I don't don't enjoy large crowds. I feel that in airports. I don't enjoy the hustle and bustle of an airport. I certainly don't enjoy that TSA lady yelling at me. <laughs> you don't enjoy so being out times. of control. I don't enjoy the feeling of falling. All of those happen 
around traveling, but it became a part of our job. And so I was like, guess what? Turns out I'm going to have to fucking fly. Mm -hmm. So I would start drinking to be able to fly. And that honestly worked a little bit, but I didn't want to have to depend on a substance to be able to fly. And guess what? This last time, no substances, no nothing. We flew. We had turbulence both ways. Worse on the way home. We had a kind of tricky landing and I felt okay. Not great, but I felt Mm -hmm. okay. And the reason why, I think... She didn't even ask to hold my hand, not one time. I didn't. I didn't freak out to anybody. I was such a brave, brave soldier. I was so (laughs) proud of myself. (laughs) But I truly believe the whole reason was something that is called exposure therapy, Mm -hmm. which is just like making yourself kind of do it because you know you have to do it and then doing it little bits at a time until you're just kind of used to it. Also, I was Googling on the plane... What is turbulence? I'm somebody who likes to know, like, what am I feeling? What's the science behind it? All that to say, if you're that type of person, I did Google the science behind (laughs) why people feel like, now we did an episode on codependency. I think you could maybe benefit if you haven't listened to that one. But if you have and you still feel that, like, if it's like a sick feeling, there's something called, I think it's called autophobia. It's a phobia of being alone. Of being alone. And you feel physical symptoms when you're alone, like truly a desperation of like fear when you are by yourself. So I think that one of the things I read, if that applies to you, is number one, exposure therapy, even small amounts at a time, do 30 minutes by yourself. And then go find a friend to talk to. Mm -hmm. But just sit with yourself. Meditate. Find a hobby that you like. Find a TV show that you can immerse yourself in. Well, I'll tell you, the fact that you are now on Patreon, get in the Discord. Yes. Because there are people in there all the time. All the time. And there are different channels where you can connect with people about different things. And you will will never truly be alone. And you won't. I think that. If you do something like getting in the Discord or joining a class, I don't know if you're someone who likes a workout class, but there are workout classes where you're with the same people weekly. Yes. Um, or a, like an art class or a cooking class, like something if that you have is routine. Money, go to a restaurant, become a regular. <laughs> the servers at ours love us. They feel like they're our friends. friends. But I feel like creating relationships that are platonic around you that you can rely on to help you learn who you are outside of a relationship and help you figure out what, what does make me happy because your happiness cannot be someone else. It has to come from you or it's not sustainable. Make your own pie. You cannot rely on someone else to give you pie. (laughs) Truly. Jerry used to, um, I think laugh because I would, Fill my days when I had a little extra money, maybe a monthly, I would get a massage or every uh, two weeks I would get my nails done. Mm -hmm. And she would be like, oh, I wish I could. But I was like, I'm not kidding you. The only reason truly outside of like wanting it done because it looks nice and feels nice Mm -hmm. is this is the only time I talk to people outside of this was when I was alone. I was pregnant. I was Sawyer was a newborn. And like that was me getting out of the house and being able to speak to other adults. And it was like fulfilling my social need without needing it to come from 
but without becoming dependent on it and not having to spend like an unrealistic amount of time yes um doing it as well or Or making those people felt like they owed me or expending a lot of energy yourself because sometimes you're you're um my social bar yeah your social battery can drain pretty freaking quickly yeah um so you have to kind of recognize that within yourself as well i understand feeling lonely um same and i feel like my mom and i were just talking about this today that sometimes you can feel the loneliest in a crowd of people or with someone truly and it's a different kind of loneliness when you're actually just alone Uh uh-huh um and I think that you might be feeling both of them. Like you're in these relationships and you're jumping into one after another, after another, hoping that, you know, your happiness is going to be filled by them. But you're still alone even when you're not alone. Truly. And if I'm going to take a second to put on my therapy hat for a minute and make you dig deep, what are you afraid of finding out about yourself if you do sit alone with yourself for a while? Mm-hmm. What is it maybe, and that could be a subconscious thing that you don't realize. What are you afraid of finding if you are your own best company? Right. Because I know for myself, I think that I was afraid of sitting alone because I said this all the time. Like, I don't want to sit alone in silence with myself. I hate myself. And then it was like, Mm -hmm. but I didn't though. It just ended up being that I had to face those things head on. And which can be scary. It was scary. It was hard. Um, but I came to grips with them and it turns out I didn't hate myself. I was, I hated the voices in my head that I was listening to that ended up not being me. Right. And I figured that out and they went away. So you owe it to yourself to find that out because being alone with yourself can be a beautiful thing. Oh yeah. And like, I do enjoy being alone, Mm -hmm. but I think the only time that I struggle being alone is when something positive happens and yeah. I'm like I want a team to reach out with to, yeah. yeah yeah I would love to share this with yeah. somebody and so um I know that part can be hard but totally. again having a support system yes um it doesn't have you don't have to like have someone suck your face off when Man. you something good happens again <laughs> you know what I mean? my nail I'm good friends with the girl that does my nails mm-hmm. and I share my wins with her every two weeks yeah she's like what's going on in your life what's a good thing tell me about your tours like yep. we talk she is such a cheerleader for me I love her so much and like that was a relationship that de- just developed because I was sad and at home and I was uh, basically not being a single mom, but Corey was working so many hours. Yeah. It was like crazy. And we never saw each other because then I would work on the weekends. And so it was just like, this is the person I could tell on my Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great. Journaling could also be a good thing because it, it feels like you're so, writing a letter to someone, but it's the someone is you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. Hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. 
spring vibes are in the air. And when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming around your house, you probably want to smell them and not your litter box. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Pretty Litter, you can. Seriously, nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. And I'm serious when I say that the, whatever magic is in those crystals, I cannot smell anytime. My cat will literally poop right next to me and I don't realize that she did it until I hear her litter box start going. It's lightweight, low dust and one six pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals also change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat like urinary tract infections, kidney issues and so much more. Which is super helpful since cats can't talk and that's a important information to have. <laughs> so true. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. I know because whenever I go over to Sierra's, it's there. <laughs> have some. Seriously, but it's so nice because I don't have to change it as much as normal, but I still have some on deck then whenever I do need it. And you won't run out and you don't have to go to the store and carry around a giant thing of litter. Go to prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash tangents. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is a little bit of a relationship you want. Okay. Hey, ladies, I've got a situation going on. My boyfriend and I work at the same company, just in different departments. He has a, quote, friend in his department. Let's call her Maddie. She has a fiance who she isn't very happy with in general. She says she's trying to find a new job in a different state and leave him. She confides in my boyfriend. Um, tells him all of her problems. She's super giggly, bubbly, you know the drill. Meanwhile, my boyfriend is struggling to set boundaries with her and it's interfering with our relationship. I know him. I know he wouldn't physically cheat on me, but the constant conversations and everything are eating away at me. They hung out together recently outside of work and it just kills me. Mm -hmm. Your expression is, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't want to tell him he can't be friends with her. No, you, oh, you very much should, though. But sometimes I feel like he's prioritizing her feelings over mine. Ooh. I try to communicate my feelings on it all, but he just doesn't get it. We live together, been together over three years. I need help, y'all. I love you guys endlessly. Please come to Cleveland on the next trip around. Thanks, ladies. So here's the thing. Remember that whole trust your intuition thing that we just talked yeah. about? Trusting your gut? Laura, can I call you Laura? This feels very much Laura. <laughs> like your gut is trying to tell you something that maybe you should listen to. Now, playing a devil's advocate, though I hate doing that. Let's say that someone's hearing me and they're like, well, my boyfriend has girlfriends and it's totally fine and I'm fine with it. Cool. <laughs> However, is there a reason to have trust issues? One. Two. Why does he need to be like what for what reason does he feel like he needs to be this person's confidant and also not include you in it? Like that to me is just very much. Why is she trying to exclude you? Why are they hanging out alone outside of work? That's kind of that's where mine is kind of like, especially if you know she's having relationship issues. Yeah. And like, I mean, I have friends who are guys like I drove up to Cleveland and had dinner with there, but. He and I have been friends since for, before even. Yeah. Yeah. For 14 years. Yeah. So it's it's not like I just met him. Like if I was still teaching. Right. 
And I got really close with one of the guys that I taught with, and then he and I went to get dinner, and I was well, like... because guess what? I've seen that happen before, and then those people end up together. Yeah. That's I've actually I'm, seen yeah. that so many times happen. Yeah. And so th- there might be like a point in you where you're you're feeling that tingly feeling, that spidey sense, and you're like, what's wrong with me? I would say that's your intuition <laughs> maybe telling you that this isn't... Even if you can't... Listen, I'm not advocating you go and look through anything or be a little snoopy snooper. I know that previously in my past, I have. Mm-hmm. And that's because I had an inkling that something was going on. I was right. <laughs> I was right almost every time. And if I couldn't find something, if I just waited long enough, something would appear. <laughs> something would appear. It's like, if you're feeling it, there's a reason. There sh- there, ask yourself why the yeah. reason is. Yeah. Because to me... I don't know. My biggest thing is that I would try to I would try to explain to him that you don't feel comfortable with that situation. And I would be I would just say like, hey, this is something that makes me feel very uncomfortable for a numerous amount of reasons. But also because. Like. There is something called emotional cheating and she's not left her fiance and her confiding (laughs) in your boyfriend and going out with your boyfriend alone. That's emotional cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and there again, there's boundaries that you can have in a relationship. Is if this is something you have a boundary on, again, you can't change his. A boundary isn't going to make him change. Right. But I would say, hey, I don't really feel comfortable with this whole situation, and so if this continues, it's not going to be something that I can be a part of, a witness to anymore. Um. Also, I have to say that I can't say for sure it's emotional cheating because I have no idea what's going on. But we don't. It, but we don't. We don't. All signs. Some most signs are pointing to something. So I'll say the reason we're having this much of an intense reaction to it is because we both had this situation happen to us, and both times it was cheating. Yeah. So, and both times we were gaslit into thinking it wasn't. We were crazy. We're you're being insane right now. Blah 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 blah. And so, I would just be very careful. Mm-hmm. And maybe be a little, just be aware. It's also messy that you're all at the same job. Yeah. Ugh. Makes me so happy that you're my only coworker sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we, like, we're not going to date. No, certainly not. Um, okay, so. I'll make that messy other ways, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I would just, I would have a real deep conversation with him. And maybe explain why you're feeling the feelings you're feeling. and. If he brushes your feelings off again, red flag. Oh, yeah. Red flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your feelings are valid um, and he should care. That you're uncomfortable. He should at least do something to minimize your discomfort. If he still wants to be very close with her and he thinks for some reason that he's like able to really help her in whatever she's going through, I would be like, can you include me? Can I come hang out? Maybe mm-hmm. I can help. Yeah. Why are you not being included? Just a little, just to ease your mind. Yeah. Okay. I have a feeling that it won't, it's I have a not going to go over well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have two more. Okay. They're kind of heavy. Great. Which is why I left them for the end. Great. Because <laughs> if they haven't all been heavy. Great. Hey, ladies, my name is Kay, and you're recording on my birthday. Oh. We're not. I'm sorry, because we were going to, but turns out. We recorded something else on your birthday. Happy yeah, belated. Did. Yeah. A month ago. 36 candles on my cake this oh, year. Oh, congratulations. Congrats. 
I have a question with a longish story, so thank you in advance for reading. Have you ever dealt with anticipatory grief? Ooh. I know. My elderly grandma was recently diagnosed with lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. These diseases have been extremely aggressive, forcing her to give up all the things she loves, gardening, knitting, baking, driving. And finally, in 2023, she had to sell her beloved RV and officially leave her RV associations. I look back on my life and remember how strong, able and fiercely independent she was before 2019. Sometimes it seems like two completely different women and I can't reconcile one with the other in my mind. She's lost so much mobility and strength. I know it has affected her, but she won't talk about it to anyone. She's probably also grieving it. And, yeah. You know, that's hard for her to go through. I've been spending time with and caring for her a lot over the last four years. I run errands with slash for her, take her out to lunch, get her hair done, help with things around her house, and the hardest one for me, take her to her doctor's appointments, medical tests, exams, and treatments. I have had a front row seat while these autoimmune diseases have been taking hold of her. Not to mention she's added me onto things like her safe deposit box and her medical power of attorney just in case something happens when you're with me. Right? That's That's a lot. That's a lot. I love her so much and I'm happy to have the privilege of spending this time with her that I can't that I can look back on in the future. But I've been having such a difficult time with it lately. I get so deeply sad, especially after a long day spent with her. I'm present in the moments with her and then overcome by sadness on my drive home. My grandma is one of the smartest people I know when I have a question about baking, cooking tools or need a recommendation. I call her. She's my OG Google and my rock, the person I love telling stories to and the person I call after my husband when something good or bad happens. Mm -hmm. So like that support. Yeah. So I know when the time comes and she's gone, I'll be an absolute wreck. But it seems so ridiculous to be grieving someone who's still here. Previous losses in my life have been sudden or I was younger and it wasn't as heavy for me. But this is so different. Whether you read this or not, thank you for taking the time to hear from us fangents. I found you ladies in a TikTok back in 2020, way before you added video. I have never, I had never seen the draw of podcasts until you guys. You kept me company throughout lockdown and I have grown so much as a human because of the content you create. You are truly two of the brightest guiding lights. Kay. Okay. Um, I would say that you are grieving right, right now. Well, you're you're not, you're not grieving her death but you're grieving the person she was yeah you are grieving the fact that you are watching her become someone completely different Mm -hmm. than you've ever known and you're doing it while also being a caregiver for her yes not to mention how difficult it must be to yeah have to be that support person compartmentalize like your because if you are doesn't see that yeah and if you are doing that for her you are no longer like her granddaughter yes you've added another another role on as caretaker which we aren't supposed to do it's very similar to people who end up taking care of their parents or otherwise who have always taken care of them it's such a reverse of roles that it feels jarring and wrong and Mm -hmm. there's like of course you love someone and you want to do that for them but but there's there's a reason that there are to it there's a reason that there are jobs where people do yes. that and I also understand that it, affording that or even the willingness to have the person want someone else to come in and help them that's a whole different thing but it allows you to focus on just being able to being with them yeah and have not that yeah because that's also a lot of pressure to put on you um because if she does start to 
or continue to deteriorate, there's going to be a responsibility that you feel. Yeah. And regardless of you, there's just certain things that you can't logic your way out of feeling. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is, I think that that's something that you're experiencing right now. Like, don't try and figure out why you're grieving or like how to prevent it. You're not going to be able to No, that those feelings are all so normal and it's okay. It's really okay that you're feeling them right now. It, I would say it's the most normal mm-hmm. feeling right now. I'm kind of bad at it because I have that happening as well in my life right now. And instead I'm like, I don't want, not that I don't want to be around them. I do, but it's like almost hard. It's it hard, hard. And I want to run away from it to be like, I don't want to see you like this. I want I to remember preserve the memory. I want to preserve the memory of what you were. We felt mm-hmm. that when our grandma was very sick oh, yeah. and dying of cancer. And I remember not wanting to go to the hospital because mm-hmm. I was like, I, don't I can't see her like that. Like that that's how I'm going to leave you is this is the last memory that I have. And that's, what's going to stick. Um, so and it's so far from who I've known you to be yes and especially when that person is such a strong like matriarch of a person yeah yeah it's very difficult to see them being helpless Mm -hmm. and know that that it's just humanizing and it's sad and it's I'm glad you are giving time to yourself like I know you said that when you leave that's when the grief hits you it's gonna hit you at some point it will and and the longer you prolong it the harder it hits I'm telling you you can't run from it so I am glad that if you are allowing yourself to feel it that you're allowing yourself to feel it at that time um because there there is no running away from it It, it's always gonna be there it will um and Yeah, again, you just can't logic yourself out of those kind of feelings and sitting with it is the only way through. Proud of you for doing what you're doing and doing it in a way that you you seem like you want advice, but I think you kind of know. Mm-hmm. You kind of know what's going on and what's coming. Um, so you're strong. You got this. It's going to suck. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt. There's not going to be a part of it that doesn't feel like shit. Yeah. But it's a season. It won't last forever. Um, It'll get lighter. Just know that also, too, then there's like a, it's very weird, and this is going to sound strange, but I will tell you this as somebody who has felt it and also had friends who felt it with parents. When those people then end up passing away, the grief is not so violent and sudden and huge Mm -hmm. and like all-consuming. There's almost a peace Mm -hmm. that comes with it. Mm Not that you want to look forward to that because you don't, but I'm just telling you that getting bits of the grief out now will, it's not going to hit you as hard and don't feel guilty about that, about the peace and the, yeah, the smaller amount of grief then that comes when it's over because you know that that's, you're experiencing little bits of it are happening now and you are, you're getting those out of the way. Exactly. So please don't please don't feel bad because I know that's something that a lot of people deal with is feeling almost not happy, but just like content with them when they finally do pass away. Because it's like I remember feeling that in fifth grade when my other grandma passed because I saw her just withering away. You don't want those people to be hurting and suffering. And it's almost Mm -hmm. like now they can go in whatever form they are now. They are not in pain anymore. Yes. And they're not suffering. So. Okay, this is such a good episode. 
Here's our last one. You guys feeling peppy? It's called Moving On After Abuse. I'm okay, sorry. Okay. This is a heavy one. This is our last one. Mosby, I'm so glad you're here for this one. And all you're doing is making that licking sound <laughs> that we love so much. Uh, hey, ladies. A here. 24. She, her. 24, baby. Yeah. I could go on and on about how much you've helped me since 2019. You keep me company on my three-hour commutes to work. I turned you guys on in the lonely, lonely moments, the moments I felt like I was nothing or garbage because that's what I was told by the man I loved Ugh. when I felt like I had no one and I laughed so hard. Thank you both, but especially Sierra. Oh, I didn't even read that part. For reminding me who the fuck I am and that there's light after dark. For being so open about your abusive relationships. Thank you both for being a reminder that it's okay to be in work in progress. My question for you both, and God, I hope you read this because sister could use some help. How do you move on and stop hoping one day he'll be the person you thought he was or the person you thought he could be? We aren't together anymore, but I'm terrified I'm going to move on and he's going to come back and be who I want. I know you both will have things to say and I'm ready with open ears, virtual intervention, if you will. Thank you both. I aspire to bring love, joy, and light to the world like you both do. All my love. Well, um, there's something that I like to say in situations like this, and it's how many times do you have to ask the question before you realize you already have the answer? Yes. The same illusion that you're creating of the person who will come back and be what you want is the same illusion you created to have to stay through all of the horrible stuff. I was just about to say, ask yourself this. And if I know anything about you as a sister of what we've all gone through, I feel like I already know the answer. How many times did you almost leave or did leave and then went back? How many times did you think he did change and he and didn't? didn't? How many times are you willing to go through that again? to put on the performance, to watch the show, just to find out that the core of the person is always the same. The same. And here's the thing. Maybe he will change. And let's hope he does. Mm. You still don't have to be there for it. Mm -hmm. You deserve to find someone who doesn't need years and years and years to change or a reason to change or has to put you through hell while they change. Mm, You're allowed to want better than that for yourself you don't deserve it and that's okay you're not a bad person for not wanting to stick through that because it's not your job either it isn't and i think that i don't did she say how long she was with that person three years, three years. was it three, three or four so three was when they were watching she was watching us yeah i think it was three years okay when you're with someone for that long and they are saying those types of things to you it can make you feel like you're a part of the problem and that that means you have to be a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. And it also makes you feel like, well, no one else then is going to want me mm-hmm. or no one else uh, is going to tolerate all of these broken parts of me. These flaws. And that's, that's simply not true. It it's isn't. just being told to you to keep you small, to keep you with um, them. Yeah, so that they can continue using you, controlling as, you as their crutch. And I would say, arguably, if they are going to change, it won't be with you. No, it won't. 
And if they were to get back with you after they changed, they'll revert back to mm-hmm. it. Um, just based off patterns. Just based off just patterns based off I've patterns. witnessed and went through. Well, and I think that there are just certain people who you can't, who won't be more than that with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone else will pull out a different part of mm-hmm. them. Um, maybe more toxic, maybe just as toxic in a different way, or maybe better. Yeah. But again, you have seen all you need to see. Mm-hmm. And now it's time that you, you know, see something else. <laughs> Remember, this is what I always tried to think when I would be like, but what about the good? What if the good could come back? What, what if? What if I'm missing that? My... What I would do in my head was remember the worst moments, the very worst. Is it worth risking feeling those again? That again? I would say go back and listen to the three A's Mm -hmm. or the trauma bonding or the codependency episodes and ask yourself, how much of me am I losing? How much of me am I sacrificing um, to try to make this person a better person, which again, right. is not your job. Mm-mm. And if they want to be, they will be and great. But, um, a lot of the time they don't want to be, they don't think there's anything wrong with them. And they are just looking for another person to be what they are too. Mm-hmm. I'm going through this now where I'm seeing, you know, maybe, maybe it was me. Maybe it was, I'm the problem. And then I watch the pattern continue after me over and over and over with different people mm-hmm. and it has not changed and i'm i thought it would make me feel better but i'm just sad still because yeah. i'm like how many more people does this have to happen to does this person get to hurt yeah so it's not you um it's them it is them but you also don't you don't need to be feel like you have to have a part in it if you don't want to preserve your peace Grieve, you deserve it. Grieve the person that you thought that they would become. Yes. And then move on. Yep. That's all you can do at this point. Exactly. Because that person never existed in the first place. They didn't. And if, likely they won't in the future. If you thought you saw small snippets of that, it was likely during a love bombing, during a reason to get you back, during um, it was just sometime they thought that they could trick you into staying. Mm-hmm. So... It's okay to think that maybe that's hidden in there, but it's likely that was the only, mask. That's it, was, <laughs> it was only brought out for a reason yeah. to keep you around. That's not what was underneath. That was the mask. Yes, exactly. So, um, proud of you for getting out mm-hmm. and for recognizing the patterns and for um, setting that boundary and sticking up for yourself in that way. Same. So, well. Damn. What an absolute delight this has been, everyone. <laughs> what a, a mood booster this episode was. Happy is anyone, Tuesday, is anyone shocked why we skip Hey Ladies episodes sometimes? <laughs> no, these, I like it. These are I the ones like that it. people will say that they, you know, I feel like we'll get a lot of messages after these. Yeah. But man, does it feel like a bummer when you're talking about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it is heavy, but it's also heavy because sometimes we as people are also going through things uh, along like parallel to you. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to give advice that we know we don't always take ourselves. Truly. Um, And also it's okay if you feel that as well with yourself, if you're like, Oh, I would tell my friend this, but I'm not going to take it. I feel like that's just normal. It's mm -hmm. really hard to take our own advice sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, But Hey, if you are in the Carolinas, 
or North Carolina. I mean, I'm if South Carolina, if you want to drive, you can. But um, <laughs> or Nashville, Virginia. Are you? You're not that far from North Carolina. Just come see us, you fuckers. Get in your car. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be in uh, Charlotte and Raleigh, and then we'll be in Nashville. And yeah. so you guys come hang out with us on this leg of our tour. Do it. Uh, or not, whatever. Um, <laughs> either way, we love you guys so much, and we will see you next week. All right. We're out. Bye. That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Extra, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Extra, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.